All right. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel. I'm Sam. I'm Dennis. Welcome back for another episode. Uh, let's do some housekeeping before we get into it. Yep. Uh, first time tuning in. You can find us on the web, uh, our website, fateswidewheel.com, on all the social media, Facebook, slash at fateswidewheel, Twitter, Instagram. We have a Patreon. Sam, you and me, we got to get off our butts and, and start coming up with some tiers and stuff. I have some ideas uh, for stuff to, to get people over. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're not quite up to 100 followers yet, but once we get there, we can, give us, uh, we can get us a handle on there. Otherwise, just look us up on the website. You'll find our YouTube page. Find our YouTube page there. Um, and if you're uh, if you're following us and have not liked or reviewed us yet on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, please give us a rating. Please give us a follow. Uh, share with your your fellow Quantum Leap fans. And with that, we were going to be talking about Starcross this week. <laughs> we were. We got some news. What, what are we going to be talking about instead, Sam? Yeah. So we are going to be talking about Raymond Lee who was announced as uh, Ben Siong. Uh, the name was changed initially um, on the casting notice in the script. It was Ben Prasad. Um, but that has been changed to fit the fact that we have uh, an actor of South Korean descent now taking this role. Um, we knew that based off the casting notice that they were looking specifically at actors from uh, Middle East, North African descent or uh, Asian American Pacific Islander. Um, and and obviously the, the latter um, was was the direction that they went. Uh, I do think it's interesting based off of the casting notes that obviously I think that the character had initially been written in mind with potentially an actor of Middle Eastern descent in mind, just, you know, with the name and with a couple of other things that we'll talk a little bit about later. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm excited. I, I was just thrilled to, to you know, have a face um, and someone we could do some research on uh, and figure out, you know, our initial impressions. Um but it was a big announcement. It, we knew it wouldn't necessarily be a big enough announcement to fill the whole show, but we also knew that we would not want to couple it necessarily with doing one of our revisited, you know, capsule reviews. So we are sure. going to delay the Starcrossed review. But uh, yeah, we've got some exciting stuff to, to talk about. And it's interesting because, you know, this is the only piece of casting that's been revealed. And we do know that production is, is starting up within the next like week. Um, mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if anything else rolls out. We've not heard anything from our source. Um, and if we do, obviously we'll, we'll share it with you as soon as we can. Um, they've been uh, kind of, they've been busy with another project, so they haven't necessarily been able to have their finger on the pulse of quantum leap mm -hmm. as much as maybe they had initially. Um, but yeah, they've come through Lee. for us. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've come through for us in other ways. Which we'll get to, yeah, we, yeah, we'll get to that here in a little bit. We will. Uh, what are your initial thoughts, Dennis? I, uh, you know, here's the thing. I, to be honest, I had never heard of Raymond Lee. The only thing sure. I'm vaguely familiar with that he's been in is Kevin Can Go F Himself. Yes. Um, which I, I am interested in seeing because that stars uh, the actor from Schitt's Creek. And um, uh, I don't know her name off the top of my head other than her character's name, but she's Creek, Annie Murphy. Um, uh, I really enjoy her. I just have not watched the show because I am not interested in getting yet another streaming <laughs> service. And Kevin Akuev himself is only on AMC streaming. Um, you know, actually, the first three episodes are available on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon ooh, Prime, all you right. can stream the first three episodes and you get some great stuff with Raymond Lee because... 
I decided to to go ahead and give myself that. some. Well, you know what? I'm yeah. just I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at the cast and the character list for Kevin Go F himself right now for the first time. Of course, Raymond Lee got cast. You know what his name is on on Kevin Go F himself? Yeah, it's great. Sam. It's Sam. Yeah, it's yeah, Sam. He's already he's already built in. And not only is his name Sam in Kevin Can Go F Himself, but in the show that he was on prior to this, Here and Now, which is on HBO Max, you can check that out. Um, his character is a life coach. And um, the short premise of Here and Now, it's about these two sort of, you know, upper class, progressive parents. Uh, one of them is turning 60. They've adopted children um, from all over the world. Uh, their Their son... Duke, who's played by uh, Raymond Lee, is from Vietnam. They have a daughter who is from Liberia and another son who's from um, Colombia. And then they have a biological daughter. Um, basically, on the eve of the father's, you know, the patriarch's 60th birthday, all sorts of stuff starts to go haywire. And that's where the series kicks off. So uh, Raymond Lee's character is a life coach. And one of his very first lines in the pilot episode, I could not make this up, is, you can't change the past. <laughs> which I just thought like between that and you know, his character being named Sam and Kevin can go F himself. It's perfect. Um, yeah. I, I, I have to say, you know, like I said, trying to do a, a bit of homework. Um, I was initially excited because before I'd ever seen him in anything, um, I read about his theater credentials and the fact that he started off with a very strong theater background. He won a theater world award for, uh, his starring role in a play called Viet Gone, which he plays a Vietnamese refugee, uh, during the Vietnam war, shortly after the Vietnam war. Um, and it's about the playwrights, uh, actual parents, um, and he played the lead role in that. Um, he also uh, took uh, Best in Festival at the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Um, so immediately, I just felt like this kind of kinship. It's like, oh, this is a theater guy. This is great. Um, I hadn't thought about this. Does, I, I'm Googling it right now. Does he sing? You know, I don't know because if he does. Because I, I just Googled it, and another, uh, another actor named Raymond J. Lee, Lee has mm-hmm. popped up, and he is definitely a singer. But I didn't even think about I mean. Oh, if they got another song and dance, man, right. like Scott Bakula. And think about the episode where Scott Bakula eventually guest stars <laughs> and they sing together. Right. And it's just at a diner in 1984. Somewhere in the night. <laughs> it's my voice is all throat. Sorry. Sorry, sorry guys. Anyway. <laughs> No, I sidetrack I, us. I sidetrack us. Anyway. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, it, it is interesting to think about uh, if he does have that background. Um, you know, the only thing that I've seen him do thus far is, is just, you know, kind of straight acting. Um, although, uh, we're going to post a bunch of links, and you can find it on our Twitter or our Facebook page, um, and there might even be some in the show notes here. Uh, there's some some fun videos that I found on YouTube of him. Uh, one is kind of an interview, and it's a great bit that kind of covers the breadth of his career. It's very short though, um, very compact, but he talks about Viet Gone. He talks about, you know, being, you know, having the theater background. He talks about, um, you know, his early experiences in film and television. And then he talks about kind of starting to get more prominent roles because the mm-hmm. interesting thing about him is this is a guy who's been around for, you know, about 15 years or so now. Um, and he's really one of those guys that has just grinded out you know he mm-hmm. he's played unnamed characters and like how i met your mother and uh it's always sunny in philadelphia and he's mm-hmm. you know he's worked his way up to supporting roles recurring roles to then being a series regular and, sure. and kind of a lead role on a couple of series um as well as having a rather prominent role from what we 
can gather, because there's not a whole lot of information available about it, oddly enough, even though it was supposed to premiere like two years ago, and that's Top Gun Maverick. Um, he apparently has a, mm. a rather large role in that. Um, but uh, this is, I mean, this is probably his first like big, you know, anchor sure. of the show lead role uh, in, in Quantum Leap. So it's 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 cool to see that this is a guy who is you know has worked very you mm. know hard over the past fifteen years to get to this place. Um, and there's a video from last year. Uh, a lot of theater professionals uh, worked on you know uh, sort of play readings, Zoom stuff, you know, things that mm-hmm. could be done on YouTube. Uh, he took pl- took part in a 24-hour uh, theater festival that basically it was written, directed, produced all within 24 hours. And he does this monologue. Oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. And it's and it's it's very entertaining. It's a great monologue, lots of nice levels. And uh, at the very end of it, he actually does some dancing. He kind of does the robot a, a little bit or whatever. So he can move. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he can sing, but he can move. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, it was, it was great to kind of get to know him. Uh, I watched mm-hmm. Kevin can go F himself first. Um, mm-hmm. And I will be completely honest. I kind of cheated. I mostly only watched his scenes, um, I, which is fine. Sure. Cause the great thing mm-hmm. about his role in the show is you don't necessarily have to watch everything else to know, understand his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and the very first thing that I noticed from the moment we first see him on screen I mean, this is a guy that you can just relate to. He's he's guy. Mm-hmm. He does have kind of an everyman quality. He and there's just heart and soul to to this guy. Um, that that it, it. I'm not going to say it reminded me of Scott or anything cliched like that, but sure. there's a quality that he has that would certainly make me want to follow him. And I think again that that heart, um, the sensitivity, uh, is something that I think will o- only be a credit to his performance in quantum leap. Um, mm-hmm. and it, and it's something that we got from Scott again, and I, I don't want to compare him to Scott. He's going to get enough of that. Um, so I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying sure. that that's a quality that Scott brought to the show. And I think it's a quality that he's going to bring to the show as well. Then seeing him in here and now, which is the HBO show, his character is completely different. His character mm-hmm. on that is he's kind of douchey. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's fascinating because you get to see this guy who kind of buys his own bullshit in a way. And, and, and he's a life coach. Well, life coach. Yeah. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, so he, he, I, you get the sense that he does kind of think he's helping these people, but at the same time, he also knows he's making money, you know? Um, He's a little the, resentful. The two of, of those are not mutually exclusive, but yes, yeah, right. Of course, of course, of course. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think that he showed some some depth and contrast in, in the two roles. And um, there's something about Sam, who he plays in Kevin Can Go F himself, that feels right for the character of Ben. But there's also something about the character that he plays in Here and Now that uh, can it lets me know that he's going to bring some depth and there's different sides to this guy and that he can do a lot. There's range, there's range there. And I think that that's something um, that's going to be very important for this iteration of quantum leap, especially with what we know already about the pilot. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I haven't watched anything. I will certainly get into like watching uh, some episodes, especially since you said, the first few episodes of Kevin could go up himself is on Amazon prime, but you know what? I love quantum leap and I did not see a single episode of Eisenhower and Lux. Well, <laughs> before, uh, which by the way, only uh, a couple dozen did. So, <laughs> Oh no, no. Yeah. Uh, which by the way, if, uh, 
Scott Bakula fans, which I'm sure you are, if you have not discovered the Facebook page back in time, B-A-K in time, I don't know if you, you follow this page. No. All, this page is just totally dedicated to just posting any interview, any old TV show, like rare find clip of Scott Bakula that he can get a hold of. And recently he's just been posting just whole episodes of shows like Eisenhower and Lutz. Wow. Like he'll, he'll post them in two parts. His page has run into some problems because of Facebook's copyrighted sure. stuff. Like he's, sure. like he's even said, you know, at some points like this page may just disappear because after it hits like so many Facebook red flags, but uh, BAK in time, uh, like I watched a few minutes of Eisenhower and Lutz in the last couple of weeks, just because he, he puts it out there. It was there. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I am, uh, I'm really super excited. And I'm sorry, I got a little distracted while you were talking there because I, I got tempted to sign up for IMDb Pro to see if we can get a look at the rest of the cast because apparently <laughs> the rest of the cast may be hiding behind a paywall on IMDb Pro, IMDb Pro and I'm oh, not too sure. Anyway, um, anyway. Well, one of the things that I'll say to you about Kevin can go F himself that uh, I, I, it made me feel even more excited about the possibilities for the new show. And that had to do with the fact that his character, Sam has a very interesting relationship with Allison, who is played by Annie Murphy, um, who, you know, was on Schitt's Creek as the, as the daughter. Um, their relationship has some very interesting, uh, dynamics. And I think Mm -hmm. that it is going to be, it, it made me excited about the potential for Ben and Addison and, and, and the dynamics in their relationship and what we know, uh, you know, of the observer and leaper relationship in general. So I think that some of the tensions that, that existed in that relationship, again, while not being the same as what we'll see with Ben and Addison, it was enough to uh, kind of whet my appetite for the, just the type of, you know, things that he can play. And, 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 and we, you know, as long as that person, which I'm sure that they're going to find someone with the right chemistry, um, because that's going to be the key, right? I mean, that's going to be the key to the show. You have to have that relationship, you know, in the same way that we had Sam and Al, you have to have Ben and Addison be, you know, central, um, that, that, that dynamic and that relationship. So it, it was very exciting just to see the way that, you know, he played that. And, and again, a very different character, very different, you know, everything about it is very, very different, but you could get a lot from him. And there's a warmth, again, there's just a warmth to Raymond Lee that I think is going to be essential to his portrayal of Ben and what we know as our, our leaper from quantum leap. Um, this is a guy yeah. who cares and this is a guy who's going to be there. And, and this is a guy who, you know, when I see him as my hero looking out, reaching a hand out to, you know, try and save somebody, try to put something right that once went wrong. It's mm-hmm. a guy who, I'm going to believe in. And I think that that's, you know, key. That's one of the most important aspects of the character. You know, you need to believe uh, in them. And um, Absolutely. so, yeah, so it's, it's exciting. I, I mean, here we are, you know, this is for real. We've, 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 yeah. we've got movement production is going to start. We, we know who this actor is, you know, we don't have any other announcements yet. Uh, maybe it's hiding behind an IMDB pro bit paywall. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get some more announcements before the end of the week. I, I would, I would assume that, you know, they can't keep under wraps forever. We'll see. I know. I started, we were messaging back and forth with also Matt Dale uh, from behind the mirror image. And I think it was you that said, wouldn't it be funny if they just said, Hey, here's the full cast. Scott Bakula is going to be in it. Yeah. Right. We got a full, we got a full series pickup see you in the fall yeah but yeah but not yet but i love um reaction i've seen online has been mostly positive to this but of course <coughs> there has been the reaction that if it's not scott back in the lead they're not interested right 
Um, and I know you have some thoughts about that. Uh, I do. I, I do. do. So my, my thought is I was thinking about it this morning and I, there are, there are two different categories. Like there, there are, there are the people who truly quantum leap to them with Scott and Dean. Sure. And if they are not going to enjoy the new show because of that, I, 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 you know, I hate that. I want everybody to watch the show because I want it to last, you know, at least for a couple seasons, get some, you know, get a couple seasons, but I totally get that. But for some people, like the show is really the stars of the show. I get it. Some people, they don't like the casting for woke reasons, you know, right. just for short. Um, and I, you know, I, I had the, the thought, the epiphany this morning is that one thing that frustrates me about uh, Marvel fandom, Star Wars, Star Trek fandom, is that a lot of times we tend to give a lot of our focus on the toxic fans. Right. Uh, and sometimes I wish fans would just stop doing that and get yeah. over it. Because the truth is, there are a lot more good fans than there are toxic fans. Toxic fans take the spotlight because they are the most vocal on the internet. Right. So going forward, I am going to focus less on the toxic fans who hate the show for for woke reasons. Uh, and I'm just going to seek out, I'm going to enjoy the fans who are who are on board and who are with the show. Now, if you're yeah. on the fence... I'm totally here to win you over. But if you've totally written off the show because the new show is going to be too woke, good day, sir. I'm right, done with yeah. you. Yeah, you're barking yeah. up the wrong podcast, probably. Uh, yeah. No, I, I agree with a lot of that. And I, I think one of the things that I said in our conversation that we were having with Matt earlier is that I want this show to be a massive success. I want Quantum, I want this iteration of Quantum Leap to be even bigger than the original Quantum Leap. We know that the original Quantum Leap was never a, a huge ratings hit. You know, it was it was a it was a critical darling for a time, and it certainly had its fans who were very passionate about the show. And and it, it, but it never, you know, it, it never reached the stratosphere uh, of other sure. shows. You know, and and it obviously has a lo- loyal following. And I think that. Um, you know, uh, uh, syndication and uh, a little bit of streaming and, you know, Blu-rays and DVDs have certainly helped to keep the show afloat and, and you know, introduce it to new people. Um, I think that the this new series obviously is going to uh, do that even more. There are going to be a lot of people checking out the original series uh, as a result of this new series. They, they already are. You know, we've even seen it from our numbers. Um, mm. You can even see it I, <laughs> just out of morbid curiosity because we were talking about the novels earlier, which, you know, I own all of them. I know you own all of them as well. But I went on eBay just to do a quick little cruise, and it's like people are clearly already speculating because the prices on the books are far higher than they were. Are you serious? A couple of years ago. Oh yeah, man. We're t- <laughs> a couple of years ago, you you could have honestly bought most of the books for probably like five, six, seven bucks a pop. There were a couple of uh, books that were considered a little bit more rare that would fetch a higher price on occasion or whatever. But now you're looking at like you know, double, even in some cases, triple digits. Like it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, are they selling thing, though? Same thing with the comic books. You know, I don't know. I, I didn't look at sold listings. I just know that that's what they're being listed for right now. But even the comic books, you know, which you, you could find for like two and three bucks a pop are now like seven, eight, nine, ten bucks a pop. So it, it's clear that the excitement level is, is, is there in some fashion. Um, we'll see what happens. But I think that for the people that are so attached to the original show and the original characters, and that's the only thing they can envision the show as being, um, you know, 
there's this part of me that 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 almost feels bad for them because I I want them to be able to kind of move on past that and enjoy something else potentially. Um, at the same time, I you know I get it. it. We've seen a lot of of reboots and and reimaginings over the years that have absolutely had their detractors and and in some cases for good reason. Um, but I've always been the type of person that wants to at least give something a fair shake. Um, you know, in recent memory, obviously I can point to something like discovery, Star Trek discovery, or, uh, you know, the new, uh, Star Wars sequel films, um, as being something that, that were incredibly divisive, but I wanted to, you know, to go in and, and give them, you know, every opportunity to, to stun me, to challenge me, to, to, to teach me, to entertain me in ways that maybe the previous iterations hadn't. Um, and I'll be completely honest, I don't know that they were always completely successful at that. There are parts of those new Star Wars movies that I love just as much, if not more, than anything else Star Wars related, to be completely honest with you. Um, there's parts of Discovery that I think are just so damn good. And I think, even for me, I was a little stuck, because it took me a moment to kind of get past some of my hang-ups uh, about the show and about, it. you know, is this Star Trek or whatever, it doesn't look like my Star Trek and all that crap, to, mm. to really enjoy uh, what it had to offer. Um, so I understand where that's coming from. You know, when it comes to the people that, uh, are having a problem with the, the casting choice based off of the color of someone's skin or, you know, the vowels in their last name, then yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say to those people other than what we've already said and the questions that we've already asked. Um, because, you know, again, one of the things that, that, that I can't help but think is like, you know, we, we heard so much they, they need to cast the best actor or whatever. Well, we know that they cast a pretty wide net. And even based off of the casting notice and some descriptions that we read that weren't in that casting notice, that, that what they were going for when they kind of wrote the show and envisioned the show is not necessarily who they cast, which says to me that they, we, there was a degree of, we want to see, we want to see what, what people are bringing us sure. uh, as opposed to just zeroing in on one specific thing and doing it for one specific reason. So uh, I, I think that, uh, for that crowd, there's nothing that I'm ever going to be able to say that's going to change their mind. I've certainly tried, no. uh, you know, I engaged <coughs> a nearly week long Twitter conversation with someone. And when I realized how circuitous the conversation was, I, I knew that there was no way that I was going to really affect their opinion. Um, yeah. and, and so it was just time to kind of move on. And, and, yeah. uh, and it's tough because I want to be respectful and thoughtful and kind and generous and curious and all those sorts of things that, that to try to push the dialogue further, as opposed to just shut things down and scream, you know, I'm right and you're wrong and piss off and, and shut mm. doors. I want to keep them open. But there comes a moment when it's just kind of like, I, I can leave that door open, but I can also walk away from it. So, um, so that's kind of where I stand with them. Um, when it comes to the nostalgia stuff though, I was, I I had a lot of thoughts about it because I have a lot of thoughts about nostalgia in general. Um, it's a funny thing. It's, one hell of a drug. And that's probably not the first time that, that you've heard that. It certainly won't be the last. But no matter how much we cling to these images or ghosts of our past, they can only take us so far. They can be a comfort. They can be a reminder. And sometimes they can reveal themselves in new ways. But hardly ever do they challenge us or push us forward. And the thing is, like, I love Sam Beckett and Scott Bakula. Y- you only need to listen to this podcast to know how much he, they mean to me, to us. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam challenged me and affirmed me when I didn't know 
where to turn for guidance about certain things. And that might sound kind of crazy. It's not necessarily a good thing, but Mm -hmm. it's what I had when I was a kid. And the classic series, it taught me, it moved me, and on occasion, it, it shook me. And in some ways, it still does. But the transformative power it, it held once upon a time in my life is lost to my foreknowledge. I know what's coming. I know where it's been and where it's going. 30 years on, I'd like to think something more can be mined from the sandbox, but it can't be done in the same way. It'd just be a rehash, you know, a cheap cash-in on a niche within a niche mm-hmm. within a niche. And, and, you know, Everyone has heard me talk on this podcast about how I was fine without a reboot or a sequel. That There came a time when I was like, no, nope, that time has passed. And mm-hmm. I thought that that was never truer than after the passing of Dean Stockwell. But here we are. And I am so enthused. I'm over the moon. The reservations I used to have are gone. But I haven't been completely honest with everyone. We haven't have been completely honest. Yes. That's right. I have a cheat sheet. We, we have a cheat sheet. <laughs> we're, we're not playing fair. There's a card mm-hmm. up our sleeve. And that's because we've seen the script. We've read the pilot script. I know what's coming. And if you have a little faith in your humble host and fellow fan, I think we're in for one hell of a ride. Everything we loved about the heart and soul of the premise of this show is there. Sure, it's now Ben and Addison instead of Sam and Al, and we're going to see a lot more of the project in present day, but we need that. There are new challenges to be met, new lessons to be taught, and new ways to be moved. And, if I may... I have faith in God, time, fate, or whatever, that this Mm -hmm. team wants to bring us all of that and more. It's good, you guys. It's really, (laughs) really good. (laughs) It is. So, yeah, like you said, we, um, so how to say, so we've had the script for about a month now. A while. <laughs> I want to say, I, I want to say about a month. And so if you go back and you listen to the, like the first couple of episodes that we did about it, where we gave you tidbits. And we said like our source at NBC is telling us this, <clears throat> our source sent us the script. Yeah. And we were able to read it and get some stuff from that. And it's um, worth noting also that we, we, we not only know that the script that we were initially sent was legit because I trust the source, but also because, Someone at an agency sent us a copy as well. So, so yes. So, uh, the so we got the script so, yeah. twice. We got the script twice. So, yeah, a, a, a source, uh, a friend of ours who works at NBC, he sent it to us about a month ago. And then about uh, two weeks ago, um, uh, a writer's agent who asked to go by the name of Captain Galaxy. <laughs> the Observer and Captain Galaxy. Uh, the, uh, Captain it. Galaxy, who asked to go by the name of Captain Galaxy. Uh, he got it because he was just through his channels. It was it was passed on to him as well. We compared the scripts. They're the same. I was curious to see if it was like like different, you know, different versions, different drafts or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's the script. It is ju- it is it is really good. It uh, it's a great story. It manages to move the series into something different, and it manages to pay homage to the original series in that there are a couple lines in the pilot that echo lines from the pilot, but not the lines you would think. Right. It's not like you're part of a time travel experiment that went a little caca. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, it's not Addison's that. It's not like to say caca at any point, as no, no, far as we it, know, it, unless there's a change. <laughs> unless there's a change. There are a couple like lines like, you only really remember those lines if you are really fans of the show, yeah. of the original series. There are, yeah, there are. And so a that's why, of yeah, 
that that are yeah that are very heavily reminiscent of Genesis mm-hmm. in, in addition to those lines like you're saying um yeah I, one of the things that I think we've kind of intimated on previous episodes and even a little bit you know on social media we have made the decision and some people may hate us for this you, you may turn things off as soon as I say Mm -hmm. it and never listen to us again. But we've made the decision that we are not going to, we're not going to share it. And there are certain things within the script that we are not going to share. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and and here's my thing. Here's my thing to that. Uh, That may annoy you, but also, like I said, we got this from our source at NBC, a writer's agent sent us to us within pretty short time. I don't want it to be spoiled for anyone who doesn't want it to be spoiled, but I will be surprised if not like two months from now, if some Reddit user doesn't post it. Right. Right. Yes. You know, if you're if you want to see it in advance, you're probably going to get to, to be able to see it in advance. Like I can, to. it's just not going to be from us. I can, yeah, I can certainly say that the observer is, is not sharing it with anyone else. Like I know the mm-hmm. observer is only sharing it with us. Yeah. Um, I can, I can say that with 100% certainty. Captain galaxy might be sharing it with other people, you know, um, Mm. we have shared it with one person. We'll let them clue you in on that. But, but there were definitely caveats made uh, during that sharing that, you know, we were just sort of like, this is, this is, we all agree on this. Right. Um, but, but yeah, the, the big thing for me is that it's, it's not our place to, to put that information out into the wide open. Um, I, I feel like we would be doing a disservice to the artists that are working so hard on this show if we just threw it all out there. It wouldn't be fair to them. Um, so as hungry as some people mm-hmm. might be for this, this is not in any way uh, us trying to like wave it in people's faces at all. This is just us saying, you know, like to anyone that's maybe on the fence, this is our plea to you to come down from the fence because, you know, we've seen the golden ticket and we've seen the inside of the chocolate mm. factory and it's flipping awesome. So, mm. you know, I, I, I think that, um, that there's, they get it. They get so many of the intangibles about the original series. Mm. And I think that, uh, the script is a testament to that. I think that there are some wonderful twists some wonderful surprises in store. And I just don't think that it's our place to reveal those or spoil those um, for the people that don't want to be spoiled at all, which I know that there are a lot of people out there that might be hearing this right now that are just sort of like, no, don't say anything more. I don't want to know anything more. Awesome. More power to you. Um, and, and, and again, out of respect for the creators and what they have done, it just, you know, it's, it's just not our place to, to do all of that. Um, that's not to say that there aren't a few more things that we won't talk about, you know, as time goes sure. on, um, sure. in addition to some of the stuff we've already mentioned, but, uh, the, you know, the big reveals, the, you know, the special stuff. Yeah. We're, 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 we're going to let them tell For that sure. story the way they want to tell it instead of two idiots with microphones, you know, sure. I mean, it, 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 I mean, here's the thing, like, you know, they're getting ready to, to shoot it here in a couple of weeks and things are made drastically changed. Like, like, right. The, you know, like the, the nationality of, of the elite that's already changed. Who knows what is going to change, what has changed uh, in the shootings. So anything that we put out is speculation. I will say that in the script, there are what I'll call like two big swings, like two big. Um, like you could say, like, this is what the writers really want yeah, to happen. Right. And I'm curious to see if that actually comes to be from a production standpoint. 
Right, right. You know what I mean? I do. I do. And I think that, and yeah, I think that that's one of those things that they're, you know, there's stuff that's out of their control. Now, I, I, based off of some of the stuff that we have heard, you know, whether it's, it's uh, an interview uh, here or there or, or a report, you know, in Deadline or, or you know, Hollywood Reporter or whatever, um, it seems like things are going to be okay for them, you know, that, that we're going to, that they're going to get what they want. And we in turn are going to get what we want as a, as a fandom, um, which is going to be pretty awesome. Um, so, you know, kind of leaping off of that, no, no pun intended. I swear to God, I didn't actually mean that uh, as a pun. I I, I threw something up on Twitter earlier, uh, just kind of mentioned that we were going to be recording and what we were going to be talking about to see if if anybody had any questions, anything that they wanted to throw at us. And we did get a couple, actually. Um, Adrian Sal, friend of the show, uh, he tweeted at us, let's brainstorm how accurate do we think it will be compared to the original? For example, the rules. Will Ben be able to travel outside his lifetime? How liberal will the Al character be? Will he be a Joker or a Boy Scout like Sam was? Either way, it's exciting. Yes, it is exciting. Um, what do you think, Dennis? Like, how would you answer that? Or, or at least the first part. How, how accurate do we think it will be compared to the original, especially the rules? Um, I'm going to shift <laughs> away from things that I know that are definite because I've read, even then, like, I've read the the pilot script, but even then, those things might change. So I don't know if this right. is going to change. Um, I, I <coughs> excuse me. I've seen this thrown out there full times of like how liberal Addison is going to be. I have a feeling like everybody at Project Quantum Leap is going to be leaning a little bit more liberal if we're sure. talking about politics or anything like that. Um, do I think Addison is going to be um, whatever the woman version is of womanizer of a, of a cad uh, <laughs> that, that, that Dean Stockwell, that Al was, I don't, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um, I, I think it is going to be, and, and I've said this before, but I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's going to be true to the, to the spirit of the original show, but it's exciting because now I am hoping that they keep been mostly restricted to 80s, 90s, and the 2000s. Yeah, it's funny because... Like the radio stations I listened to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, it, it, it's funny because uh, I've changed my opinion. Early mm-hmm. on, I was very excited about the prospect of, especially when we thought that perhaps that there would be like an ensemble of leapers, you know, like a team of leapers. Um, Don't do it. No, don't do it. Uh, we're glad that they, that they that they're not. Uh, but one of the things that I said is like it would be cool that if they could travel, you know, within Sam's lifetime as well. Based off of what we know, which is limited to just one script, it does seem like they will stick with only within the Leaper's lifetime, only within Ben's lifetime, which mm-hmm. we can kind of assume is going to be like you know what Raymond Lee's actual sure. birth year is nineteen eighty seven. So let's say yeah. eighty seven to present day. Um, and one of the things that I've changed is like that, that is all new and exciting to me because one of the comments I had made and, and I had a friend of mine who, you know, who basically agreed with me, but also brought up a couple of things that I was just sort of like, Oh God, that's a really great point. And, and it brought me to this thought. It is hard for me to look back on, you know, my lifetime, which is, you know, the eighties, the nineties, two thousands, 2010s today, you know, um, 
and see some of the same impactful moments that say my parents saw, you know, um, and a lot of that has to do with the civil rights era and Vietnam. And I think that what we saw on TV with the original quantum leap is also indicative of that, the allure of that even today. But I started to think, especially when I was thinking about some of the stuff I was saying about nostalgia and being taught new things and learning new things and challenged in new ways, is that there is so much to mine from that era, you know, from the 90s and the 2000s. There's so much, I think, that when you're living it, sometimes it's hard to understand the impact and the importance of the times in which we live. And to have a show to actually maybe teach us a little bit about that and why what we went through was important, why what we went through might have been traumatic or et cetera, you know, that it's not just 9-11 or an endless war in the Middle East or whatever, that there's so much more that happened during that time. Um, and to be and to be shown it in small ways, the way that the mm-hmm. original series did, I think is going to be incredibly powerful for our generation, to be completely honest with you. And I think incredibly instructive for, you know, the the generations that have come after us. You know, think about the 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 10 or 11 year old who stumbles onto this show the same way that we did when we were kids and the mm-hmm. lessons that they might learn about what, what was happening before they were born. So it, it really has taken on an, an entirely new light for me. And I, I'm so excited to, to see the types of stories they get to tell mm-hmm. you know, in those times. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you said, there's so much to mind, like the nineties when, you know, a lot of us thought like, it was never going to get better than that in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And then, and then nine 11 and then everything that followed. I know that there's kind of this mood that some people like, you know, you know, nine uh, 11 happened and then nothing really good has happened since, right. uh, you know, there's that feeling in that sense. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see that they, that they, that the stories that they mine from this. Um, and I'm just guessing like quantum leap tend to stay, really heavily in the fifties and the sixties. Yes. Um, like I think even like 1957 was the most leaped in year throughout the, throughout this TV series. If I'm remembering that correctly, I'm really hoping that this series, um, uh, jumps around and comes like closer to contemporary present times more. Uh, and also we haven't talked about this, but I saw this mentioned in the, in the one article about like what some Reddit users want to see from the new series. It's going to be interesting to see if they go more international. Yeah. And, and I think that they will, cause I feel like they didn't do international so much in the original series in part because of budget. Right. And I think that will not be so much of an issue now no. and i think they, they, they will be able to, to to show us stories in other countries even if they're shooting here in the the u.s or wherever they're still gonna be able to show us those other stories so right i mean you only need so, to look at a show like alias you know for instance sure. or, or or you know or, or lost or any any i mean there's so many shows um blind spot which martin garrow was uh, you know executive producer and creator of uh and, and is an ep on this quantum leap show blind spot had episodes that took place um outside of the sure. u.s so i i yeah. think it's entirely possible and very likely that we could see some some cool stuff that takes place outside the u.s yeah now the shift gears and you talk about like updated and how true it's going to be the to the original from what we can gather from the script it seems like um whereas the original series was about five years in the future like 1995 about mm-hmm. it's been established. That's when the same leaves. So by five right. years in the future, we are in 2022. Yes. In the new series. And from what it looks like, we are not going to see the advancement 
from the quantum leap future right with the bright lights and everything it looks like uh project quantum leap looks futuristic from a very contemporary standpoint like yeah. what we ex- what we expect the top secret government project now to look like um and carol davis uh, she posted on one of our uh on one of our posts from this last week that when they try to do the future in the original series it always looked a little fake yeah and i'm i really i'm really glad it does not seem what we can tell from from the script it does not seem that they're going to go that way with right. this new series and i'm happy for it yeah yeah me too um i i think that it's one of those things that watching the show now it definitely takes me uh out a little bit um it's fun it's kind of kitschy it's you know it's it's whatever it, it's what those types of shows did in the 80s you know in early 90s sure um but i think that uh we can get yeah, we can get something a little bit different and a little bit so something that's a little bit more grounded, which I think mm-hmm. is something that's going to help the show a great deal because we will be spending more time at the project. It's not mm-hmm. going to just be focused on the leaps. You know, we I, I mean, we went, uh, you know, nearly three seasons, uh, uh, you know, almost four seasons without ever seeing the inside of the project. So um, I think that that this will, uh, yeah, the, the, this will facilitate a lot of that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. even from a production standpoint, you know, oh, sure. they don't, they don't have to stretch too much or, or you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I think it'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know, uh, om nom nom, uh, also, uh, has, nom, nom, nom. uh, something to say, uh, as they are calling it a direct sequel, do you think they will maintain certain story arcs like the evil leaper and the bar Al's place, Sam's wife and daughter, Ziggy, should the focus be project quantum leap or the search for Sam? I'm so excited. Happy just knowing it's quantum leap. Um, first of all, yes, it is quantum leap. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think we've, we've already said the Ziggy is indeed in the pilot. Ziggy mm-hmm. exists. So we will see Ziggy. Um, yeah. as for the rest of it, uh, I mean, that's all stuff that is definitely up in the air. I think that we will definitely see the evil leaper at some point. I think that that will be something that's explored. Um, what, I don't think it's going to be Aaliyah. Um, you know, I don't think that, that, that we're going to, but I think that we will see the, that project at some point. I am less interested in seeing an actual evil leaper. I am more interested in seeing some sort of nefarious entity working against Project Quantum Leap in the future. Sure. Or in present day. Right. I'm I'm more interested in that. I think we're definitely going to get that. I mean, I think that one of the things that, you know, I'll go ahead and throw out there is that there's clearly some tension between the higher ups and the project, especially like some of what magic, the the character of magic has to do is, is kind of some of the stuff that we saw Al do in the original series, sort of, you know, run interference for the project a little bit, you know, kind of like, no, 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 you know, give us more time, give us more money, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I think that there's definitely people out there that aren't interested in this continuing that maybe aren't interested in the possibility of Sam coming home. I think one of the things that we will see as the show goes on is that there is a direct force that has been working against Sam coming home, that there is somebody out there that is sort of like, I don't want that guy coming back. Um, and not because they're glad he's out there changing things for the better. Um, Oh God, you know what? I would love, I'm just, ah, 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 (laughs) get out about it right now. I wanted to come out why Sam originally leaked. Oh, yeah, sure. I want there to be a big reveal that Sam doesn't even remember 
one thing but, that one thing that I feel like we uh, can uh, we can say without like you know spoiling anything is that there's I mean uh, it's implicit it's not explicit but there's a pretty straight reason for Ben leaping early for for Ben stepping into the sure. accelerator early uh, mm-hmm. and it's kind of nice to have that as opposed to in the original series it was just one of those things where it's like he did it all right let's move on now which is fine I mean that's 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 a, that's sure. totally valid I'm not saying that we needed to have it spoon fed to us it was nice to you know imagine those reasons or whatever but at the same time yes discovering that you know having an answer to that mystery would be really cool absolutely um, now here's a question I don't think it was on your list but I'm curious. If the series lasts long enough, do you think they will reverse the title card from the end of the original series? And if the series lasts long enough, do you think they will reverse that and bring Sam home? That is, that is really tough because one of the, you know, one of the other questions that I'm not asked was about Sam's you know, wife and daughter. And, I, you know, that's one of those things where I, I don't know, you know, I'm willing to make guesses about some of this other stuff, but that's one thing that I'm just sort of, and part of the reason why I'm saying I don't know is because I don't know if I want that to be a part of it. Um, I'm sure that at some point they will have to pick something up, right? Like they, they, they're not just going to ignore that. It's certainly based off of all the other, you know, stuff that they've built into the pilot. You know, it's clear that they're using what's come before. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know if they will do that. Uh, I still wonder, and this also kind of goes to the question that Omnom Nom asked, is that Al's place, I think is, is, I think we will see that place again. And I still stand by what I said that maybe Sam doesn't come home. Maybe Sam ends up at Al's place. You know, that that's just where he stays. I would love to see that. I feel like that's almost too deep of a cut. I don't know. That's too we'll that's, I, not, not too deep of a cut. It's it's it's. I'm afraid it's going to be too weird for the network. Here, here's one thing I will say. I think that there is a very good chance that whether or not Sam comes home in the way that we think home, what 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 we see is what home means or not. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I do think that if if they are able to tell that story, you know, actors, contracts, etc., all that stuff, willing, then I think that that Sam's character will get an ending that we are happy with. I do believe yeah. that. Now, whether or not that means that he literally comes home, I don't know. But I do I don't think we'll get an ending for that character that, that we are much happier with than a misspelled yeah. title card. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Okay, last question. Maybe we should start to wrap it up mm-hmm. here. Uh, if they do bring Donna back, Mimi Kuzik? Or Terry Hatcher. It's so funny you said that because I was thinking the same <laughs> damn thing this past week. <laughs> I think it would be awesome to see Terry Hatcher in the role, right? Um, but at the same time, it's sort of like, well, but is that fair? Is that fair to Mimi Kuzik? Because like, you know, she was she was the Donna that we saw in the leap back. Um, but Terry Hatcher was the original Donna and has now gotten to the age that like she would play she could play that role. And it would be age appropriate. And beyond, yeah. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And, and for clarity, most fans know this, and, and you may not know this, but th- originally they wanted to bring Terry Hatcher back for the leap back, but she was unavailable for some reason, which is why the role was recast. But hadn't, uh, wasn't it because Lois and Clark was starting up? 
Uh, I think that was like a year before Lois and Clark, though. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, well, but anyway. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I, oh, one other thing that I wanted to touch on before we before we hit the, the home stretch here is that uh, some people have been um, speculating about Temptation Eyes and about Ben Siong being the, you know, kind of the illegitimate son, if you will, uh, of, of Tamlin Matsuda and uh, Sam uh, Beckett. Uh, no, that's no, that is not that is not happening. Um, uh, I think it's 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 good, good speculation. Um, but the big issue with that is that that Ben is a very different nationality than yes. Asian than she was, but different nationality. But yeah. Yeah. He's, he's South <laughs> Korean and she was Japanese. So yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, I, I think that, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's so exciting. We're we're in such an exciting place, and it's it's almost maddening to think that it's going to be like over six months before we get to you know really see this thing. I know. So uh, so timeline. Uh, Matt uh, Dale, friend of the podcast, he broke this. It looks like May sixteenth is the date for the pilot to be shown to NBC Brass. Am I am I wrong? No, it's so those are the upfronts for the networks and the advertisers. So okay. they are not they will not show the pilot there. Um they will likely show footage though. Um, I got it. Okay. But I doubt that the pilot will be ready at that point. Maybe 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 I don't know. A I don't know. Cut. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they will definitely they'll definitely show some footage, which by that point we're going to know the whole cast uh and we'll you know uh, maybe shortly after that we'll get some footage. I would suspect that at Comic-Con they might do something because it's you know I mean it's it's in that kind of wheelhouse. So I would I would expect by Comic-Con in July that we might get uh you know like a full trailer um which would be a few months ahead obviously of of the pilot dropping but i could see something like that happening um mm-hmm. just you know just based on that's the type of thing that comic con is good for or whatever so yeah that would be yeah and speak, and, and 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 one last thing i want to address cuz people keep saying like when are they going to announce that scott bakula is a part of it when are they going to announce <laughs> when are they going to announce uh, and i and i've commented this a couple times on different threads in our facebook group and other facebook groups uh, it, it may be possible, and I actually, I really hope that they do this. I hope that they manage to, if Scott Bakula is in the pilot, uh, I really hope that they manage to keep it a secret Yeah, as long as they can. until. And I made the comparison when they did the Office finale. Right. No one knew that Steve Carell was coming back. Uh, NBC didn't even know Steve Carell was coming back until uh, Greg Daniels showed NBC brass the the rough cut of the finale. Right. So I'm hoping that they keep it under wraps. Uh, you know, even possible. even thinking just recently of the release of uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, like, you know, that was something that they were able to, to keep under wraps. Um, there was a lot of speculation, but nobody, oh, sure. knew, nobody knew for sure. You know, nobody knew for sure. And I'm not going to spoil anything on the off chance that people haven't seen it yet. But, you know, mm-hmm. there, there are a few few faces that show up that, you know, people were sort of like, oh, this is going to happen. Sure. It's probably going to happen. But, you know, nobody really knew. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they choose to do that, if they are able to do that. Um, I, you know, again, uh, I don't I, I don't I don't want them to have to sacrifice any of their surprises. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't I, I want the the creators and the creative team to be able to um 
to show people something come October, if that is indeed when the air date is, that's you know kind of speculative at this point. I want them to be able to show people something that that can knock their socks off in multiple ways, and I think based off of what you know we've seen that that will absolutely happen. Yeah, yeah. So before we before we get out of here, um, uh, you know something that we haven't done uh, much recently because we've been just so you know single minded and focused on the show, which is great because we we love doing that. Uh, is we haven't really talked much about ourselves uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and on the on, you know on, on kind of the old version of the podcast if you will we used to kind of do check-ins every once in a while just yeah. seeing how everybody was doing um and you know we want people to be able to know who we are uh um and and certainly ask us questions that don't even necessarily have to do with quantum leap if you want to um so yeah so dennis how are you what's new in your world we're doing i mean this year has been a big one for my family. So we packed up. We left Chicago after I was there for 15 years. My wife, Betsy, she was there for, for 20 years. We packed up our two kids, and we moved to southern Illinois. <laughs> uh, we're about a half hour out of St. Louis. Completely different change of pace. Uh, I bought a massage therapy business because I've been a massage therapist for over a decade. And so now I own a massage therapy business and uh, and doing that. And it's it's been fun, but it's been a challenge. My own personal practice is going pretty good. Uh, it's hard finding other therapist to hire because uh like a lot of other professions in the pandemic a lot of people just up and left the industry um um but on the flip side of that i'm in a good place where if i have to turn a client away i feel okay about it because massage therapy is in demand right now and there's not a lot of massage therapists so it's like hey here's my schedule you don't like my schedule Eh, someone else will come so um so yeah, uh, if you're new, two kids, uh, one who just turned five and one who's coming up on two years old, and they are, they're just a, a delight. Yes. They're joyful, big changes and, uh, daycare, the five-year-old, he's starting pre-K and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting time. What about you, Sam? Well, um, so three and a half year old and a four month old. Uh, and I have been a stay at home dad. Um, and that took on a very new complexion. Um, last month, I want to say, uh, yeah, yeah. Towards, towards the beginning of, of last month. So about a month ago, uh, because my wife, uh, returned to the office uh, three days a week. Um, mm-hmm. up until that time she was working from home. So even though, you know, I was kind of the primary childcare, like, she was, you know, she was there if, if, if sure. things kind of broke down or whatever. Uh, and, um, it's been, it's been, you know, challenging in some ways, but it's been awesome. And we've, we've had a lot of fun. Um, it, it's definitely a new role for me. Uh, the, you know, the past five or six years have been very different from the life that I led prior to that, uh, where it was, you know, just gig to gig and, and working as an actor. And, um, I, I've been able the past couple of years to have a, you know, kind of a few one-off jobs here or there. Um, last summer, you know, I, I finally kind of got an offer to do something, um, um, which was nice. Um, I hadn't auditioned for anything though in a very long time, um, probably four years, uh, maybe a little bit more than four years. And um, I'd just been fortunate enough to get a couple of you know random offers to do a couple of things. So I had you know I had a couple of jobs, which was nice. Um, but 
I had been working full time in the marketing department of, uh, you know, a nonprofit um, arts organization here in Chicago. And it was a nine to five job. And there was a lot that I liked about it, but I mostly kind of hated it. And uh, one of the things that the pandemic did is that um, I got laid off, uh, you know, after the PPP loans ran out, um, they laid off a bunch of people and I was one of them. They didn't, they didn't need my services anymore. And uh, that was kind of when my wife and I were sort of like, all right, let's, let's try this other thing out. And, you know, you can, you can be the stay at home dad. And, um, and then last August I thought, you know, I should try and get into this whole auditioning thing, you know, uh, again, uh, theaters are going to start opening back up soon. Uh, so I did my very first self tape and I heard crickets and that's fine. You know, that's just part of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't do anything. <laughs> for probably close to six months. And then uh-huh. last week, two weeks ago, um, I did two more self-tapes and um, heard crickets on the one, and then the other one got me an offer. So I booked a gig um, at Lifeline Theater here in Chicago, which I'm very excited about. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, yeah. Uh, so, so, so you know, it, it, it feels good to, to kind of be back and, and doing things again um, because for a multitude of reasons I hadn't been for a while. Um, and now... Now I get to, to do that again, which is, which is great. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it all. I'm, I'm understudying uh, a role, um, there, they, they put out a call, they were looking for an understudy and, and I figured, you know, why not? I'll just, sure. I'll just send in my tape and see what happens and, uh, got the offer. So I booked it and, and let's see what happens. Fantastic. You know? What's, what's Fantastic. next? So you told me about the other one, but I didn't want to ask because as a rule, I don't, I don't ask people right. about, about, about the, the results of auditions, the job interviews. If I don't hear anything, if I don't hear anything, I assume you didn't get it. And I right. don't want to, and I don't want to be that person. Uh, you know, it's funny because as a rule, I usually don't tell people that I'm doing things like that because I always figure sure. it's going to just come back to bite me, and, you know, and then I'm not going to get it. And there's that awkward conversation where it's like, nah, I didn't get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you well, know, cool. hey, that's, that, awesome. that's just, it's a part of the job. It's a part of the job. So, so yeah, things are exciting and, uh, I'm, you know, I'm so thrilled to have all this great stuff to talk about too. And as it pertains to quantum leap and, uh, I, I'm very, very excited about the possibilities, um, and we're going to do our darndest to get some guests on the show when the time is right. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's that's not yet really the case. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully, sky's the limit. We we we've been able to make a few connections, and mm-hmm. um, you know, we just want to, like I said, we just we want to. We want to be, you know, your go-to. We want it. We want you guys to 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 follow along with us. We're we're just fans, and 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 we're we're loving the opportunity to talk about something that we love and share it with with you guys, and share the conversations that have been happening over on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere in between. And we're so grateful for that. And one of the other things that we're grateful for is that we're not alone in doing this. And this is going to sound strange because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and there aren't a lot of podcasts out there that do what uh, I'm about to do. But uh, I'm a firm believer that you know, rising tide lifts all boats and we are not alone in doing what we do um and you know matt and chris and allison over at the quantum leap podcast uh put out a great podcast and uh have been doing so for you know for quite a while as well um just because we happened to cross the finish line before they did uh they still cross the finish line which cannot be said for some of the other quantum leap podcasts that have oh yeah there's a new one however out there uh called the waiting room uh which i just heard about i think they're on their third episode um so uh you know check them out as well um and who knows maybe maybe we'll we'll do something you know crossover at some point a little crisis on infinite earth style and you know see what happens when when worlds oh that'd be nice i know matt had the idea of us doing uh 
the leap back leap because back, the way yeah. our schedules were going, we were going to hit the leap back at the same time. And then we did not. Yeah. I can't remember who's, I can't remember who, who, who slowed down there. Well, but, I think what uh, happened honestly is that we slowed down first, but then they slowed down longer. And then, and that's where, that's where we kind of eclipsed them. Because yeah. they were kind of they were kind of off and on, you know their their schedule was a little spotty. But then we kind of got a little spotty, and then all of a sudden we picked back up before they did, and then we kind of eclipsed them. Um, sure, but uh, you know, but yeah, it's not a race. This is something that we all love, and uh, I, I think that um, the the more voices in the room, the more people that are talking about it, the more perspectives we get, the better off we're all going to be, and I think the better the fandom's going to be because uh, mm. we're coming into a very exciting time. And if this show is is as great as I think it can be, and hopefully the massive success that I want it to be, then there's going to be a lot of voices talking about it for hopefully a long time to come. And you know, we certainly want to to make sure that. Um, you guys have, have plenty to listen to. So we'll be yeah. here. We will. Yeah. I, yeah. Touching back what you said earlier, I definitely think quantum leap could be franchise worthy. Oh, totally. And I <laughs> would love, I would love to see that. I would love to have seen it 20 years earlier, but Hey, I'd love to see it. Ah, we're there. Yeah. We're there. Well, on we're that coming. note, should we, should we be on leap on out of here? Yeah. Let's leap out of here. Let's leap out. Yeah. Of here. We're like, uh, a I said before we're on mic. Yeah. We're, we're recording late tonight. My wife has taken off for a brief work trip tomorrow, uh, up to Chicago. She works remotely. That was one of the reasons why we got to move down here. I was like, she got a very nice remote job. Uh, but she's taking a quick up, quick trip up to Chicago, but we're getting up at four in the morning to, to send her off to the St. Louis train station. So you mad man. And so daddy needs some sleep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we are, we are face fight wheel hit us up online on on the webs fates wide wheel everywhere fates wide wheel.com yeah yeah take care of yourselves take care of one another and uh, be safe out there and hopefully we'll be back next week to talk about star crossed you never know what could happen between now and then we, we or something new exciting we yeah. Could, yeah exactly exactly and uh you know if you have a dime to spare look into unicef look into doctors without borders um look into the red cross there's a lot of people out there obviously that need a lot of help right now um, yeah I, I certainly don't have to tell you that but uh i'll give i'll give those three a plug anyway because i believe strongly in the mm-hmm. work that unicef and doctors without borders in particular do so um help out if you can um and uh we'll be back next week with all new material. I'm not going to promise it'll be star-crossed, but it'll be all new material. It'll be new material, yeah. <laughs> Alright, see you right, then, let's y'all. Let's leave out of here. Bye.